Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindstir Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun podcast radio. Out Comes the Sun, with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Hey everybody, welcome to Out Comes the Sun Radio. I am here with my delightful co-host, Melissa Yamaguchi, and myself, Mariel Hemingway. Today we're talking about price gouging. Okay, I want to talk about it because... How come, how come every time summer comes and you're ready to go for a road trip in your car, the gas prices have always gone up. They do that at Christmas. They do it. They do it. You know, they do it right before summer before. I, I mean, I know how. And actually, you have you told me once why this happens. The gas stations are pretty much they do whatever they want because I live in Idaho a great deal of the time. Gas prices are $2 cheaper than they are in California. Yep. Uh, or sometimes $3 cheaper. I crazy to me. And, and, and also summer coming along and now all of a sudden you tell me, and I, because I'm so disconnected from people going to Disneyland because my kids are grown up women now. You said that pr- the price to go to Disneyland is $400 a ticket. I was literally blown away. What? Well, my son uh, called me. He and his buddies were going to go to Six Flags and hang out. Um, and he called me and said, do you remember what, what the cost was for a fast pass to go one day at, at Six Flags? And I rattled off some number. And he said, yeah, it's more than doubled. And I said, so it was like over like 230 240 whatever. Ridiculous. And yeah. I said, to ride rides? I said, that doesn't even include, you know, the overpriced sugar drink or or cheese. Uh, I think it's cheese, pretzel, whatever the heck people get when they're at the at these places. I said, you you got to be kidding me. And then there's a parking fee. And then he goes, yeah, but mom, if we were going to go to Disneyland, he didn't opt to go. They thought they, they are all in their early 20s. They thought it was goofy. Disneyland's like 400. And I said, what is the game plan? Because... You know, price airline prices are you sometimes three and four times higher than they were a year ago, and certainly we know that because of COVID, that a lot of people were quote you know no pun intended grounded, including the airlines, so they couldn't move. Companies weren't making it. There's a lot of restaurants that have closed in around in my area, but to to try to earn that money back on the backs of people. Is really 
painful and really short-sighted as far as I'm concerned. Cer certainly the airline companies, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, protection during the time when they, they were given a lot of allowances. But yeah. lest I don't want to completely complain, not all airlines are price gouging, but certainly this concept of price gouging is so disconnected from what's happening for people. Um, everyone's I know. So I think what's hard about it, we understand that prices go up. Yes. But what's hard about it is that you're not looking at our world as it is right now. Like we're all just coming out of a very yes. dark time and it wasn't easy financially for many of us. It was very challenging time. It was like, we're scraping by we're, you know, whatever. And that's where it becomes like, who is making, why are they making decisions that hurt, that actually hurt people? That's right. I mean, it hurts their lifestyle. It hurts their way of life. I mean, here, something about the airlines, it drives me crazy. So sometimes I'll get a, a speaking engagement or or I'll have to go, whatever. I'll be in Idaho and I want to come to L.A. And you start to look for your ticket, right? And you look yeah. online and it gives you like this list of flights from Boise to L.A. And if you click on one, you get the price that it gives you. But if you click on it again to look elsewhere, you go back to it and it's doubled in price or whatever. Or it's fly paper. It's fly paper. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I just think just really pisses me off. So Bobby will like try it from hit. I'll be trying from my, I'm like, you check something else on yours and then we'll close it all out. And then we'll try again tomorrow. And hopefully they won't remember that we did because it's just wrong. It's wrong to say, well, it's actually, you know, it's $238. Well, now it's 750. You're so like, I what? Understand, I understand um, quality of life goes up every year. Uh, and I understand, I understand the inflation i, I certainly do yeah. i and i understand the in consumerism and understanding retail that there is an increase because the quality of life is going up every year i totally understand that you and i are discussing price gouging and my my father-in-law um was at the er which i've learned that it's best to go to er only if you think you are dying not to go if you think you're sick it's because you will sit around for 12 to 14 hours but my father-in-law was kept at the ER 14 hours and the family, wow. we were all taking shifts because, you know, people are working. We're all taking shifts to come in and sit with my father-in-law and to make sure that he was taken care of and seen because you've got to advocate for people that you care and care about. And so it comes out, no, it wasn't what you thought it was. And so you are free to go. Then we get the bill. What was it? Oh 14 hours. $27,000, Mariel. I mean, obviously, obviously, he sat and waited. And yeah, they came in and took his blood pressure and there were things done. And, but the thing is, yes, his insurance absorbed a chunk of that. And yes, there was, you know, there's a, this, this negotiation that takes place between insurance companies and the doctors or the hospitals or the pharmaceutical companies where they will bill them for a certain rate, but only a certain amount is accepted. And then, you know, the co your copay is a certain amount. 
when I saw the 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 original invoice, I kept staring at it, you know, wiping my eyes. Is that is there a comma there? Like what did I just what is that? Is that is that a six figure bill for a 14 hour wait with a minimal? I mean, I could have gotten a blood pressure kit and taken it at home and taken his temperature and it really dumbfounded me. And I thought, you know, we talk about money grabs and how people just take advantage of people, but what have we become? When it, you know what it does to me, forgive me for not finishing my sentence. What it does for me is it starts to make me not trust a certain process. Like yeah. how much can I trust you that you're, you're looking out for my best interest or that of a loved one. If you're gouging the gas, you know, you know, it's higher on Friday night and Saturday than it is on Tuesday morning. So right. if it's, and it's higher, you know, like you said before Christmas when everyone's traveling the most, or it just seems like it's, it's a it's a really horrible algorithm to adhere to. Yeah. When you don't care about mankind. Yeah. No, it's it's just not okay. I'm still like, what? Quit. Well, well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start charging people for me to mention them on my Instagram. And I'm gonna start charging them whatever the my my hospital bills are for my in-laws or my parents. Oh, this is okay. If you want me to mention this, maybe I'll start charging Billy every time he wants me to do something around the house. So that's going to cost you twenty-seven thousand. That's going to cost you. <laughs> and we're going to figure that this out. The, uh, that's a twenty-thousand dollar vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Mowing the yard—that's going to cost oh you. My gosh. Yeah. Woo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get an for a good. I don't know. Nothing. Anyway. I'm going to get a slip and slide for my backyard. So next time my kids want to go to Six Flags, I'm going to slide in the backyard. <laughs> One year old. You're six foot. How tall is it? Yeah, six, uh, almost six, seven. Yeah. 200 slide. some odd pounds. Yeah. That I, can, I just. He's I the length of the slide. So I guess you're just going to roll around on it in a circle. <laughs> as long as it, it looks like a noodle. Just like you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we have oh, we have a friend coming on next. So please stay with us. Uh, we have a friend, uh, a friend of myself and Melissa will soon meet him. His Excited. name is John Avery and stay right here because he's coming up next to talk to us and I'm excited to talk to him. So stay with us. You're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio. And I'm Mariel Hemingway with Melissa Yamaguchi. Santa Barbara, you're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Welcome to Out Comes the Sun Radio. Welcome back, actually, I should say. And 
I'm so excited because I actually have a friend today, a friend who is a, I don't know, we're almost like family because my daughter has just had a baby two and a half months ago. And Sean Avery, our next guest, is who's an incredible person who I'll tell you a little bit about, but he's also the godfather of my granddaughter. Seems yeah. like a geez. Anyway, so Sean, Sean Christopher Avery, uh, Avery is a Canadian, uh, former Canadian uh, hockey, ice hockey player. You're pretty, you had a notorious career in being a bit of a, bit of a I don't know, a bit of a loud <laughs> I don't know if you if you read if you believe what you read online. Um, he retired in 2012, and now I know him as a godfather, but I also know him as um, as an actor. And I actually really love knowing you as an actor because I see you working things out. I also know you as. This, person who does cameos now if anybody listening doesn't know what cameo is there's an app and he got me started on cameo and i i am i am failing miserably at it and he's so good at it he does <laughs> 10 or 15 a day and basically uh a fan can can request sean they don't often request me but they can request sean and say please you know, talk to me about, uh, you know, hockey or or just say hi to my my buddies in the bar or something or whatever. Anyway, you're incredibly good at it. But you're what I love about your life is that you're you're a weird. You don't make sense. You like been in the fashion business. You've been in the restaurant business. You've been a hockey player you've been a bully no i'm sorry um you're you've you have the end kind of the most important thing you have an amazing son who one day i was looking online i do follow you on instagram and i saw this little video of this tiny little boy like two years old playing golf and playing golf like he was a professional golfer it was the strangest thing he's an he's literally a toddler who can hit the hit the ball into trust me i know nothing about golf so i'm going to say all the wrong things but i think he was putting and i think he's super successful anyway so you you have done You've done a lot and you actually have your own podcast, which is probably much more uh, avant-garde and a little bit more dangerous than ours called No Gruffs Given with Sean Avery since <laughs> December of 2019. Anyway, welcome. That was a big, long introduction. I, too. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. And I'll start with uh, the cameos. Yes, it's busy season for cameo because it's Father's Day on, on uh, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, it all started during the pandemic because I think we were all sort of sitting around trying to figure out what was going to happen with our lives. And the app's actually quite incredible. It's not, it's not a, um, 
it, there's real stuff happening on it. You know what I mean? There's fun stuff like uh, IT's, you know, buddies, bachelors, guys that are about to get married. But I also, there's a lot of stuff that, that you talk to uh, dads, you know, trying to give their sons a kick in the butt because they're about to go to college. Like it, it's really across the board. Uh, they're fun to do. So that's, that's that. As far as Nash, uh, my son, Nash, who's about to turn three. Yeah. He, he's kind of, it's so funny because being a former professional athlete and growing up around sports and parents and, you know, seeing the whole gamut of, of the craziness. I'm, I guess I'm also very similar to my dad who also played hockey. But when I was growing up, my dad, like when I got into the car after I played a bad game, my dad was quiet and silent. And yeah, that, that, so I knew, right. And I think now today, as I, as I maneuver the, the world and the waters of being a dad myself and having a, a son that one day just started watching golf on TV and I could sense something. And I started with, you can go on Etsy and get these sort of uh, decorative golf clubs that, that I thought he could maybe use those cause they were light enough. And then, eventually started breaking those because he was getting big and getting too good. And, and then he got a real golf set. And now, um, now Korean men want to buy him at the golf course when they see him. <laughs> we can take this gig on the road. Yeah. And I, I think they want to breed him or stud him, whatever. <laughs> whatever it's called that they do with the horses. But, uh, no, it's tomorrow. Jeez, I'm going to cry. You guys going to be crying already, but tomorrow I am taking him the, uh, U S open, the U S golf open is just happens to be in LA this year. It's one of the four major PGA tournaments and it's at LA. Um, uh, LA country club, which is very, very exclusive. No one's ever allowed to go there. And, uh, Brooks Kepka, who just won the masters, he, um, <laughs> he's letting, <laughs> I'm like anticipating what Nash is going to do. Cause it's so crazy, but. Oh, I get it. It's okay. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so cool. It really is. Uh, this kid, it, uh, Melissa, and everybody who's listening, you have no idea until you see him putting and doing what he does with the golf ball and how cute yeah. he is. Yeah. And, it's and I, yeah. Keep going. But, but uh, Brooks Kepka is he he's letting us walk the golf course with him oh tomorrow. my gosh super Which, cool yeah like not sit in the gallery and watch like nash is gonna 
watch him play. So it's just like it, it's it's fucking crazy. Let me just let me just say because I you know I didn't know really what to expect. Like you don't even know if you're gonna have a boy or if you're gonna have a girl, and if you have a girl, that changes the whole dynamic of the future and like it would right. be different right and amazing but um yeah so it's 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 crazy you know it's really it's really beautiful it's kind of amazing it uh, is amazing. and it and it's kind of puts you i mean you've actually gone through some kind of challenging stuff with that because yeah you know with mom and it yeah didn't work out in your relationship with 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 Nash's mom. And I know that that's been a, an extremely difficult, difficult thing, especially when you're so beautiful with your child. I mean, you really are like, I don't know what. What what you could have seen in your two year old watching golf, but you knew to like take him out there. And that's so beautiful. And I, I love your emotion because I think people need to be given permission to have to, 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 to feel as much as you feel, which is why I know you're a really good actor, too. Yeah, um, well, yeah, well, it's <laughs> funny. I, I I now know how to cry on command right because like it's funny like uh, everyone was always you know my acting coach like um uh you have to uh find your person right or or uh what's that thing that you can pull on <laughs> and you know before i had a kid i didn't have that because i was an athlete and we're paid to suppress our feelings. Like that's yeah. one of the number one rules of being a great athlete is like, you're a stone cold killer. So. Right. Yeah. To then kind of get this acting bud where bug where uh, just randomly a friend of mine, a director, Peter Berg told me to come to Boston and he just, he put me in a movie, this movie called Patriot's Day. And I was on set and I saw Wahlberg and he's doing a scene. And, you know, there's like 200 people around and all of a sudden the director goes action. And it's like a fireball of energy. And I was like, hooked, right. But the whole process kind of comes together, interestingly, because it's 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 pronged. It's like retire hockey uh no emotions right um be in love i am in love i was in love i'm still in love uh uh have a baby go through a a pandemic or a plandemic or whatever you want to call it i you know it depends what day of the week it is with with everything that's going on in the world and then to find your groove in something, which is like, I know now today, like I'm going to act the rest of my life and I'm just starting to really understand how to do it. And I'm, I'm going to be really good. Like, this is like a journey that's just starting, 
but I also have lived a full entire life. Like, right. I, I could have just, I could have packed up and moved to Idaho and lived like a King and, and, and figured that out. But to me, that's really scary to think of, of that. It was almost like, well, what do you do? What do you just die now? Like, where do you go? Well, that isn't that the isn't that the great the the great conflict of being an athlete? It's like your athletic years were over. What two thousand twelve, which is, oh, you know, quite a few years ago. You're what thirty thirty two or something, yeah. or you, yeah. you know, thirty two at the time, and you know, and like you're thirty two, you're still young, but you're not as an athlete, as an athlete, like and and I think there's a big disconnect and there's a big space where people are not given information on how to make that transition to yeah. make transition into life, right? Because your life isn't over just because your career as an athlete is over. That's a big. I mean, we talk about mental health around it. That's a big space. And so many young people want to, or, you know, like teenagers want to be athletes. Yeah. But no one tells them what that life looks like. Yeah. I mean, so, so time to a retired athlete is, is the devil. It's dangerous. It is, it's the worst thing that you can have because you know, for, for 12 years in the NHL, but really since I was probably 16, I knew what I was going to do every single day. I knew what I was going to eat. Yeah. I was same thing. I was going to sleep at the same time. I was going to talk and see the same exact people. Everything was the same. And, yeah. you know, then you go to bed one night, you wake up and, and, you know, I could have played, I retired when I was 32 because uh, one, I fell in love and I thought if I went, if I wanted to keep playing, I was probably going to end up having to go play somewhere else at some point. And like, that's really hard. You know, it's hard on relationships. It's, it's difficult to, to weather that type of storm. And I also knew that there was something else that I wanted to do. I didn't know yet. Um, like the first year that I, I, wasn't playing i wrote a book uh which kind of saved me you know and then i had a friend put me in this movie and then i was like oh shit now i need to to figure out how to do this <laughs> now, thank god something pulled on my heartstrings and like it was that definitive there wasn't anything else i wasn't it was like okay now this is what i'm gonna do and not only do it, but do it until it happens or, or just, yeah, just do it. It's like the greatest slogan of, of, of all time. When you really simplify <laughs> like that, I was, I was going to do, but I had to go and learn it. Yeah. And I had to go in acting classes in, in New York and every acting class I could find. And, you know, everyone knew who I was and, the first two or three years, like I didn't even know how, I, I was just learning how to memorize. And then I was learning how to break a script down. And then 
just put it all together and and i was learning to live again essentially because yeah. i was also having to try and feel emotions that mm. they had told me not to feel yeah in that, in that previous life or that that career and that and, and previous life had a had a persona that all its own right yeah um, it could be because you were known as this guy, a tough guy. You're a, you know, you're a bit of a bully. I mean, hockey is that to me. You know, when I see hockey, I see hockey. They're always yelling at each other. They're fighting. It was kind of a thing, right? Isn't that? It's kind of encouraged. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, you're rewarded for your, for your war heroism on the ice you're you're rewarded the more of a warrior you are the more re rewarded you get right. i mean that that's right. the system um so yeah i was i was given a gift which is so funny because it's so i'm so thankful to have it now when i have sides in front of me and 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 uh I can like sink into it. I was the master of psychological warfare. Like I was, I was, I had the ability, one of my talents, it wasn't my slap shot or, or, uh, how tall I was or how fast I was. I, I could play psychological warfare with, with 15 guys at a time, 20 guys at a time, all while they were trying to kill me for, for 60 minutes or, a seven game playoff series or whatever it was. And, you know, when you live that character, right? Sometimes people, one, think that that character, they always want to see it, uh, including yourself, because it's, it's your protective, it's my armor on the ice. It's what, it's what makes me effective. Mm -hmm. But also, um, you know, to get rid of that, it's fucking hard, you know? It's hard. You gotta, you, you, you have to figure out how to make that transition because, and I'll jump ahead a little bit. I'm not sure I, I made the transition until I went through some real turmoil. And then honestly walked into a jujitsu gym like six months ago. And I feel like that was another piece of the puzzle where, um, you know, I was eight years after I was done playing, I still had this feeling sometimes where I, I'm a protector. So when I see, see people getting taken advantage of or, or someone being mean to someone else, my immediate instinct used to be, oh, I'll, I'll you want to play fire with fire? Like, I will fucking blow you into a different dimension. Okay. And it was like <laughs> zero right. to 60 and 100. It was never because of anything somebody had done to me. Anytime that I ever had issues when I stopped playing was because I was still in that protector mentality. Yeah. And I, and I was a little guy when I was growing up and I, I 
I had a chip on my shoulder because I was small and I don't, I don't like bullies. I never have. And I never will. It's just now I have this ability to kind of my emotions are, are now my superpower. Like now I, now you can direct them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a question if I may, Sean, now Absolutely. that you're a dad and you've got a boy who's showing interest in sports and if you had a little girl and she showed interest in sports maybe the same question would be applicable but for now because you have a little boy my question is knowing that your father was a former athlete and the way he parented you which no disparage it's also the time our parents yeah. parented us differently than we parent our kids our kids are growing growing up with technology right when your little boy excels in sports it sounds like he's he, that's his path it sounds like he's gravitating towards that road anyway whatever wherever it takes him because he's he's got this inherent athletic gene maybe yeah when he moves into that how will you address this beautiful balance that you found between the warrior athlete with no emotion and this re beautiful release you found of emotion through acting how will you balance that with your boy yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, I think that, you know, one, one beautiful thing about my dad is like, I never knew really, there were not highs and lows with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and that it's, it's, I love that about my dad. Like it's one of his endearing qualities. Um, but my dad also, you, like you said, grew up in a different time. And now, you know, we have social media now and like, and every day you can project yourself or be projected by someone else yeah. to everyone. So everything has changed. And I guess what I say now to myself and what I feel is like, I'm not afraid of Nash ever seeing his dad emotional. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, honest, right. Which would be if I'm emotional because he did something amazing, yeah. like then I'll cry in front of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if something happens to me and I'm upset, I guess the natural instinct of a dad would be to hide that to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm actually excited to talk to Nash about those things. Right. Cause like, I know now that the more well-rounded that he's going to be, the more vulnerable that he's going to be like, this kid's going to be a fucking star. He's going to yeah. take over the world. Yeah. And, and that, I, I know for sure that that's cool for him. You know, nobody told, told us that it was cool. Right. To, right. Like nobody told us that girls actually liked it. <laughs> the secret sauce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that's something that I'm excited to be able to, talk to him about right because like i can't our communication now at this point 
over the last month, it's really started to advance. But up until that point, it was only, I had the only ability to communicate with him. Right. right. And, right. you know, <laughs> the way I would do it, it's kind of subtle. It's like, every shot is a great shot, Nash. But the shots that are really good are really great. Like you could tell the difference. He could tell the difference. So when he's getting a little bit tired and he's not hitting the ball and he's not concentrating, to me, it's always a great shot because I'm standing on a golf course with my two-year-old. Like I'm the luckiest dad. <laughs> right? And so when it's a great shot, though, he knows it. Like I would communicate through like tapping him on the butt with the, with, with the club that I was holding or yeah. And all of that is like, that's emotion. Like I'm talking to him. And yeah. so it's so interesting because we didn't have words we, at the beginning and now we're going to be able to have words. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> and so much of what he, what he has done. He also, he's genetically come in with your blueprint right and he's expressing his 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 showing his dad his love for you is also showing him what he can do i mean without words right that's his right. expression of his love for you sean i could talk to you about this for a really long time we only have a half an hour so we've that's kind of right. the end i apologize um but you probably have 17,000 uh, cameos to do. <laughs> it, it, it is the busy season, but I, I get them done. And all those followers. No, I, I do. I, I do want to say one thing, though, like which which is interesting. It kind of anchors this whole thing. And I feel like. Um, and your soon to be son in law, Nick, is also on the journey with me. Uh, We've we, we are martial artists. We take jujitsu, and mm -hmm. what's so interesting about jujitsu versus a sport like hockey is that uh, the only way that you're good at it is if you keep your emotions in check. And so, this is a sport that is violent, right? It's it's it's. Uh, you choke each other out. You, you, it's you. Extremely physical. I mean, it's a lot of touch. I mean, you're like really very physical, which, which is yeah. very like jujitsu. You lay on another man, a total stranger. You met this guy 30 seconds ago. And the next thing you know, you are laying on each other, uh, pumping each other in, in a non martial artist way, if you wanted to say that. But it's completely changed my life. It's completely changed my temperament, like uh, my thought process. Everything has changed from from walking into this gym well, six months yeah, ago. I, I want to interrupt you only to say that Bobby uh, Bobby told me not long ago that there was somebody who was suffering who there, there, there's a guy or a doctor or a, or a coach of some kind yeah 
and he was dealing with people that had severe like mental illness like depression or suicidal thoughts and his recommendation to these young people was here's here's my prescription you're gonna go and do jujitsu and you're yeah. gonna me in a week and, yeah. they would, and they would be they were different because yeah connection and and we talk about that a lot on the show connection is everything people need connection and it's just it being physical that connection moving your body doing something that takes you out of your comfort zone there's so many things about it that really are good i wish we could keep talking about it because this is fascinating but um will you know but I, I i will say like like parents out there you know what i mean i'm not talking about just the kids yeah but parents like parents they locked us in the house for two years you know like uh, it, it, it was yeah. a, it was a tough time and people are Very still and parents are are having tough times with their kids and kids mm -hmm. are having tough times if you are in that situation right now I'm telling you, give it a try. Give it a try. And this is coming from a guy that played a completely different sport for his entire life. And I'm not talking about golf. Like, this isn't golf. This is therapy. This is yeah. the most therapeutic thing that I've ever done. So, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. I love that. I want to talk more about it. You're going to have to come back because... Come back on. Yeah. Whatever. We're family now. So, back. Yeah. You, you know, I'll be calling. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Everybody, you're listening to Out Comes the Sun Radio. We'll be back in a second. Don't go away because next, Melissa will have an energy tip for you. Hey, good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Marielle Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. And next, Energy with Melissa Yamaguchi. back to Out Comes the Sun with Meryl Hemingway and me, Melissa Yamaguchi. I want to give you an energy tip and I want to talk about the differences between energy. We are currently in the year of the rabbit and that will end on the lunar calendar date of mid-February 2024. Now next year we'll be sliding into the year of the dragon. What possibly can be the difference? The year 2020 the infamous year of 2020 when COVID was at an all-time high and people were being shut down and businesses were being forced to close and so forth and masks were being forced to be worn or not depending on where you were that was a year of the rat and that energy is very different than the following year which was ox and so when i can give people kind of a a measurement of understanding the differences between one year and the next yes certainly a pandemic is going to affect you differently no matter what year it hits 
But the energy of that and how people related to it were very different. So this year we are in the year of the rabbit, which is much calmer than last year. I know there are people in parts of the world that may beg to differ, uh, depending upon where they are. Because I always tell, I've told this to my my children from the time they were little, what you see depends on where you stand. So if you're standing in the middle of chaos, it's chaos no matter what year it is, no matter what month, no matter what else is happening. But this year for the year of the rabbit, it seems to have calmed a bit, not as chaotic for us. However, next year we're going to be flying into what's known as the year of the dragon. And what does that mean? Well, what we do in feng shui is we take the characteristics of the of the personality, of the energy, of the animal, and we understand how that means the year is going to be moving. Now, this year for rabbit, rabbits are more of a diplomatic energy, and they kind of pull back. They don't want it to be as 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 forthright with with how they feel about something. They'll bite their tongue when they have to, and kind of get quiet when they're most upset. So you see a little bit more diplomacy. We don't hear quite as much of argument and divisiveness amongst our political parties even. You'll see a little bit uh, of, a, of a calm. Now what's going to be happening next year is we've got the year of the dragon. So the dragon is known for its proud energy. It's also known as a very litigious energy. So what we're going to be seeing is people, even if they're just threatening a lawsuit, you know, there was a time when people would say, oh, I'm suing you. You'll hear from my lawyers. You, you're, you know, this isn't the last you've heard from me. And try it. Keep going. Your day is coming. And all these threats. Unfortunately, that energy is often attached to the energy of a dragon where they can be very litigious. It's a litigious energy. So next year. So what we do this year, because we're in the diplomatic energy of rabbit, is we sew up any energies, any relationships, any whether business or professional or personal, that can lend itself to an undesirable outcome. So if you are in a business relationship and you think, oh, I want to part ways with Joe, and I don't know, he's probably not going to be happy about this. He may come back and be angry. The time to resolve that, to dissolve that, is this year, is 2023. Don't wait until next year when that energy can come, that tail of that dragon will whip around and bite you in the backside. Handle, dissolve, resolve, and handle relationships, professional and personal this year that could end nastily if you wait. The next thing to do is to realize that this year is about a gentle energy. We have to be better to ourselves. I've talked before about the energy of health and your food consumption in the year of the rabbit. We have to eat lighter. The rabbit eats light, and there's often the joke of, what am I, a rabbit? I don't want a salad for dinner. But you you have to eat lighter this year because the energy can settle into your gut, into your gastric lining, and it affects your intestines this year. Next year, because things move very quickly, dragon energy tends to stick its head away or hide in a cave and deal with its energy before it comes back out. We can ignore problems. The rabbit can do that also, run down the rabbit hole. My beg for you this year to get ready for next in your health is to not stick your head in the sand about your health. Get your checkups, pay attention to your stomach, to your heart, to your health, move your body, keep your legs strong, and so forth. So in preparation for our next year, we get ready and pay attention to the energy of this year, which will help us in the, the following year. That's my tip for the day for energy. Please stay tuned. Upcoming next for a tip on balance is Mariel Hemingway. You're listening to Out Comes the Sun.
And now, Mariel Hemingway with Balance. Welcome to Outcomes the Sun Radio. Welcome back, actually. Uh, thank you for my intro into my balance tip. Hey, you know what? Before before I go into my balance tip, I want to do a shout out to your energy. To, you have energy reads, and I don't know if our audience knows this, but you send out energy reads to anybody who signs up for them, uh, and they come at 3.03 in the morning, PST. Mm-hmm. And you get, you are told based on what year you are, whether you're, you're the rabbit, you're the snake, you're the, whatever you are, you're the ox, which I am, uh, you are told what your energy is for that day, low, low, high, high, or high, low, or something, or low, high, or something. Well, anyway, right. you're right. Okay. And uh, so how does somebody get your energy tip? Meryl, that's so kind of you. It's ownyourenergy.app. And they can go to that website and plug in their birthday, find out what their annual energy is based on the year they were born. And then every morning, as you indicated, 3.03 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, they would get a read telling them how they are vibrating in relation to the planet that day. And I've had people say this is a mindset for me. Like I, I feel like I yeah. own the day and, it, and it's, it's kind of a cool, it's a cool thing. It's a cool energy. Okay, she is being so humble. I have people, Bobby practically lives his day life by it. We have a friend who is a major CEO of a company who says, now that I have my energy reads and sometimes you know, he's like, I confused it come and did, did I miss it did, or whatever. But there are people that are literally lo- we love your reads. So please, everybody who's hearing this, go sign up for it. Uh, own your what is it? And say it again. Own your energy dot app. Own your energy dot app. Super easy. Go sign up. I did it. Obviously, I can't remember. I, my energy you've must been be with it for a long time. You've been you've been getting it. You've been very faithful and loyal. You I know. love, I love, I love, I love my energy reads. It's the first thing I don't look at my phone first thing, but the first thing I do when I look at my phone in the morning is I look at my energy reads. So that was a trick, everybody. I tricked you into believing you were getting a balanced tip, but you're actually getting a tip on how you can get an energy tip. Every <laughs> which is actually going to keep you in balance. So <laughs> I tried to <laughs> like tree me and Jay. We just work together. But <laughs> it, 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 it's so important. I honestly knowing knowing your energy. I mean, your your kind of moniker in life or your the, the, the thing that you say is own your energy, own your life. And okay. Nothing could be more true. If you know how you are, it doesn't mean like somebody had said to you, I think, uh, oh, my gosh, I got my first energy reading. It was low. 
Right. You know, and they thought, oh, I better stay in bed all day. That's not at all. It's in, in fact, it's just the opposite. I see that my energy is low and I know that certain things I'm not going to do. And you also give a tip in which, by the way, everybody out there, she's writing by hand every single month for every single energy that there is ox, you know, ox, rabbit, snake, dragon. What's the other one? There's a, there's, there's a rat and, and rat, yeah, rat and pig yeah, and dog and rooster. And anyway, she writes them all and she gives you a tip on how to deal with it. Right. It's not it's not an invitation to like stick your head in the ground. It's an invitation to know that you're going to be low a little bit. So focus on other things. Right. Or focus here or do a little more self-care. It just helps you. And it and it's I don't know. And it's not like horoscope, which is sort of like woo-woo. This is like really practical and very and very, very helpful. So I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage it. So thank you, everybody. That was my tip. <laughs> I I uh I I piggybacked on you and I got a little tip out of it. We just did a little PB and J segment. So peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> hey, everyone. We are so happy every single day that we get to talk to you and that you're here. We are grateful. Thank you so much. You're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio with Melissa Yamaguchi and me, Mariel Hemingway. And we're going to see you again very, very soon. Choose healthy. Choose you. Outcomes of Sun. Please go to MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions. Out Comes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. And sound engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening.